Hi guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Me and My Golf podcast. We have a great one for you today. Apologies, we haven't been uh, putting the podcast up recently. We've had a few weeks of just um, actually filming Break 90, which goes live very shortly. So apologies for that. We're back on it now, bringing to you a podcast every single week. And today we have a great one, and it is five mindset tips for the golf course. You're going to love this one. You can take some of these tips straight to the golf course to help you shoot lower scores. Hope you enjoy. So before we get into today's podcast, I'm actually doing this one solo. Pierce is currently on his holiday, sunning himself up in Bermuda, um, having a bit of time out and playing some golf. So I uh, hope you're going to enjoy this one. Um, it's just going to be me literally talking to you guys, uh, but hopefully I can create some value for you that you can take literally straight onto the golf course uh, next time you're out. So as we've mentioned already in the title, this is five mindset tips for the golf course. Now, the reason I wanted to do this, the theme of the month is break 90. Now, the key thing that we see, whenever we play with amateur golfers, um, it's, <laughs> it's great to actually um, think about creating content. Every time we go out with somebody and play with somebody, it fuels our content because we see some of the stakes that they continuously make. And this isn't just with their technique or their goal swing, it's really with their emotions, their decision making, and how they are um, approaching the golf course from a mindset standpoint. So I've picked out five of the most common ones that we see that really can help um, train a more um, consistent mindset on the golf course, but really being able to control your emotions. And if you can control your emotions, which is a big thing, then you're going to make clearer decisions. And if you can make clearer decisions, then you're going to lower your scores. Now, before we get into this one, the Break 90 coaching plan is going to be launched towards the end of the month, uh, 23rd of July, I think, the day after the Open Championship. So we're really excited about that. The Break 100 was fantastic, really uh, lots of great feedback from it, loads of people breaking 100, so Break 90, we hope, is going to be big, bigger and better, so make sure you check out that when it goes live. Okay, let's get into uh, the tip number one, and this is positive thinking. Now, you might think, well, positive thinking is a good thing. Well, not always, not necessarily on the golf course. Now, um, positive thinking is good in some ways, but let's put yourself in a situation where you are, um, you're on the golf course and you've got a 12-foot putt. And you're saying to yourself, this putt is going to go in. This putt is going to go in. I'm not going to miss this. This is going to go in. And then what happens? You miss the putt. Now, the problem is with this is that you have just lied to yourself. Now, if you're telling yourself that you're going to hit the fairway, uh, you're going to hold this putt, and you don't pull it off, then the problem is here, your expectations, first of all, uh, aren't met. So then you're going to be very disappointed, and you've also lied to yourself. So you're not going to feel great. So what happens then, you lie to yourself, you miss the putt, you don't feel great, and you can then carry that negative emotion on to the next hole. So although positive thinking for a lot of people is good, definitely works outside of the golf course, but sometimes on the golf course, thinking that way can actually be uh, harmful to your game. So what are the answers? If you don't think positive, do you think negative? Certainly not, you don't want to think negative either. But something that I've tried, and Pierce, on the golf course is, instead of approaching a shot and saying, this is going to go in, this is going to go in, have the mindset of neutral thinking. So the approach to 
to say, well, actually this could go in, but it also could miss. Now this might seem strange to actually go and approach a shot and think, well, this could miss or this could go in. But the good thing about this is it sort of frees things up. It certainly frees your mind up to, um, to being lied to yourself, if that makes sense. But it opens up then um, the avenue to be not disappointed. So if you're approaching a 12 footer and you're going, well, this could go in and it could miss. If it misses, you're not that disappointed. If it goes in, great, that's fine. You're, you're definitely pleased that you've hold it. But you're not going to get that sort of sudden um, drop um, or crash after thinking and telling yourself that is going to go in. So I think certainly having the mindset of having a neutral approach where you can think, well, this could hit the fairway, this could go in, you know, this, this could do this. It's a much safer option to have on the golf course to avoid disappointment and really avoid those negative emotions to affect you as you work through it. So uh, number one, really, positive thinking doesn't always work. Have a go next time you're on the golf course and start thinking and being aware of how you think on some of these shots. Um, and be aware that actually a neutral attitude could work better. Okay, let's get to number two. Tip number two is bad shots will always happen. Now this is a big one. Because a lot of expectations from golfers, from handicapped golfers, is that they should never hit a bad shot. Now, Tiger Woods goes on the golf course and every single round of golf Tiger plays, he will hit a bad shot. You know, he's certain to hit a, a bad shot. Now, for the average golfer who goes out there on a, week, a weekly basis, they're gonna hit a lot more bad shots than Tiger Woods. But what I see happening is that people will hit these bad shots and be so annoyed with themselves and so uh, frustrated that that frustration then carries on and they carry that through the round as if they shouldn't hit those bad shots. Now, if you're an 18 handicap, um, or whatever handicap you are listening to this, how many bad shots do you think is acceptable uh, for you to hit during a round? And this is probably a good way of thinking about it. If you think before you go out, how many bad shots is not acceptable for you to actually hit? Then when they come along, when these bad shots come along, then you're not so disappointed because you are allowed to hit bad shots and for as long as you're going to play golf, you are going to hit bad shots every single time you go out there. So I think you have to have the mindset before you go out, well, I'm going to hit bad, bad golf shots today. What are my expectations to how many I'm going to hit? Are you going to hit 15 bad shots? Well, if you hit 15 bad shots, well, when, when the first one comes along, you don't throw a tantrum and throw your clubs and start swearing because you're allowed to hit those bad shots. And you have to realize that, you know, having that negative emotion is going to be a, a detriment to your round. So I think if you can control your emotions throughout the round, you know, you're not going to make stupid decisions. You're not going to make rash decisions and you are going to definitely play some better golf. So I think the key thing is understand that bad shots are always going to happen. So when they do come along, you can deal with them, accept them and move on and keep control of your emotions. Okay, number three, don't associate yourself with a hole. Now, this is again something that we hear when we play with golfers, especially at a member at a golf club. We'll get to a certain hole and they will say, I always make a bogey here. This is my nemesis hole. This is my bogey hole. I never make a par here. But they're associating the, the bad score to that hole. Now, 
The hole has nothing to do with it. All you have to do is play a golf shot. So you've got to play a tee shot, you may have to play an approach shot, and you're certainly going to have to play um, some short game shots and putting. So as opposed to actually thinking that the hole is an issue, it's not the hole that's an issue. As soon as you start associating the bad shot, bad score with the hole, then you get to that hole in a negative frame of mind and you almost expect to produce a bad score. So the first thing you have to actually have to do is accept responsibility. It has, n it has nothing to do with the hole. It may be a challenging hole, that's fair enough, but if it is a challenging hole and you keep making a bogey, well then you need to actually change your strategy and think a little different. But the number one thing that you cannot do is say, this is my bogey hole, this is a nemesis hole, I never make a par here, I always make a bogey, I always make a double bogey, because then as soon as you have that mindset, you're going to be telling yourself that over and over again, you're going to start to believe it, and then you get to the hole, and you're already in a negative frame of mind, and you're going to be expected to actually produce a, a bogey hole, if you like, and you're going, to, you're going to play that hole, you'll come off and you'll say, I told you to your playing partner, I never make a par there. So what I'd like you to do is, first of all, recognize if you are somebody who speaks like that, do you talk about a specific hole on your golf course that is your bogey hole? Well, if you do, then the first step is to actually not talk about it. I, what I like to do is actually say, this is a great hole. Instead of talking negatively about it, relish the challenge. This is a fantastic hole. It's a challenge for me to actually see if I can produce a good score. So talk positively about it as opposed to negatively about it. And the fact that you say this is a great hole means, for me, it's still a tough hole, but I'm up for the challenge, rather than saying, I always make bogey here, or I never do this well here. So the first thing is, notice how you talk, change how you talk to a positive way, and then from there, really, find a different strategy. If you're approaching the hole and you're making bogey every time you, you do it, but you're doing the same strategy, then do something different. Maybe if it's a short par four, hit an iron, hit a five iron off the tee, even hit a seven iron off the tee, get it in play and think of finding a different strategy that's going to give you the best chance possible to actually get the score that you need. How many times do you go in a supermarket and you've got a list, a shopping list of the things that you don't want? There's a great quote, uh, quote from Anthony Robbins. He says, where, where focus goes, energy flows. And the majority of golfers tend to sometimes focus on what they don't want. So they might stand on a tee and say, I do not want to slice it out of bounds on this hole. I do not want to hit it in the water. I don't want to actually top it off this tee. Now the problem is, we can't not think about something. If I said to you, don't think about an elephant, then straight away the majority of you guys listen to this, you're going to be thinking about an elephant. The brain doesn't work, it doesn't, it can't comprehend the don't or the not thinking about something. So don't think about an elephant means that you're going to be thinking about an elephant. So if you're standing on the tee and thinking to yourself, don't slice it on this tee, your brain is going to picture you slicing it on that tee or don't go in the water. It's the same thing. So your focus has to be really clear on exactly what you want. If you go to the supermarket, you go with a list of exactly what you want and it is clear so you can get in and get, get out what you want. So the key thing from here is really clarity is the most important thing. If you're on the tee, you need to be abs absolutely clear on what you want. So this is shot shape. Are you going to draw this? Are you going to fade this? 
where's your landing spot? Where's your aim? Where's the wind coming from? Uh, what's the club selection you're going to use? Every little detail needs to be clear. But if you can approach each shot with what do I actually want to focus on here? What do I actually want? I think that is the key thing. What do you want from this shot? Then you're, you will answer that as opposed to where's the danger? Where don't I want to be? I think it's good to acknowledge where you don't want to be because that's obviously that's, it, that's important. But you're not going to put your focus there. You're going to put your focus on exactly what you want. The more clear, the better, because the more clear, the more direct path that you're going to get to achieving what you want. So I think if you can think about the supermarket list, it's a bit of a strange analogy, but I think it's a great one to think about. Focus exactly on what you want and you will get the results a lot faster. Okay, now the fifth and final one is don't let a bad hole change your strategy. Now, how many times have you got on the golf course and you've let's say you've made a double bogey at number two, or even a triple bogey at number two, and then you, you're in a medal and you think, well, that's three shots gone, well, okay, well, I need to start chasing a score back now, I need to make a birdie, I will need to make a par, so on the next tee, you do something different, or on the next approach shot, you do something different, you start chasing the pins down, you, you play shots that you would never normally play if you were in a different situation. But the problem is then is that as soon as you change your strategy, you're bringing a lot of other risky elements. So let's say you're chasing down a tight pin that's got water surrounded by it because you're trying to make a birdie back or trying to make a score back. Then you hit it in the water. All of a sudden, you know, you compound the problem of one hole influencing your next hole and then you make another double or even another triple bogey and then it spirals out of control. So your strategy is key but the important thing is when you do have a bad hole is to be able to stick to your strategy and keep going and be patient because if you've made a triple bogey on on the second hole for instance you have got 16 holes left a lot can happen in 16 holes you don't need to start chasing those back and I think if you are patient and you stick to your, your strategy you know it's so much easier then to actually give yourself the best chance possible to actually minimize the mistakes and give yourself the opportunity to make some birdies. So don't chase the shots back. And the other thing about st uh, sticking with your strategy is that it actually will help build your resilience, your character and your confidence. If you go out there with a strategy on the first tee and you've planned out what you want to do exactly, let's say you're in the club championship, you've planned out what you want to do exactly and then you change your strategy after two holes, well you're that's not going to do any good for your confidence because you're not really sticking to what you've actually planned out to do. And if you change every five minutes what you're going to do, you're not going to really build any resilience and mental strength and confidence. If you stick to your um, strategy, then over time, that's going to build up your mental strength and confidence because you're actually doing exactly what you actually are setting out to do. So I think it really is a key point there and that's something that I see with a lot of good players as well. This is not just for sort of mid to high handicappers. I see single figure guys doing this, even pros doing this. They, they have one bad hole and think they need to start making up for what they're the mistake that they've just done. But if you can carry on, be patient with your strategy, it's amazing actually what you can salvage from um, one poor hole over the round because then you can start to see how you can gain shots back without you having to um, try. So be patient, don't start chasing um, the shots back after a bad hole. 
So guys, hope you've got some value uh, from those five things there. These are the things that we see amongst lots of different golfers on the golf course. And I think if you can think about those next time you're on the golf course, you might find that all of those apply to you. You might find that just one or two of them apply to you. Um, but certainly if you apply some of those things that we've talked about onto the golf course, you are definitely going to feel more in control of your emotions. You're going to make clearer decisions and you are going to shoot some lower scores. Okay, so to summarize those points, guys, number one is neutral thinking. I want you to think neutral on the golf course. Number two is bad shots will always happen. Make sure you recognize and be aware of this. Bad shots will always happen. Number three, don't associate yourself with a specific hole. Number four is uh, your supermarket list. Remember the list of what you want from the supermarket. And number five is don't let a bad hole change your strategy. So I hope you enjoyed episode 18 of the Me and My Golf podcast. If you did and you found that we created some value for you, then please share it with your friends. Um, and also, if you would like to leave us a review on iTunes, head over there. It would mean the world to us to reach as many golfers as we can. 